there's, you know, the gratitude, there's the giving, there's the boundaries around the giving. And then there's the, like, making sure that I'm giving to myself. And that's when we can open up to receive. This is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you, are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. If you are like me, you have likely gone through many seasons of rebirthing an even more expressed version of yourself into the world. And today on the podcast, we have the beautiful Amber Lee Lyons. You might know her as Chakra Girl or Chakra Girl Co. And we are talking all about owning your authentic expression and fully claiming your fullness. And I mean, Amber's the best person to have this conversation with. She took something that could feel so inaccessible, so ethereal or esoteric or out there for many modern millennials, and that is chakras and chakra alignment. You know, I feel like sometimes uh, you'll go on YouTube and see like parodies of chakras or you'll see very serious yogis. And for me and what I share in this conversation with Amber is that like that always felt kind of inaccessible for me because I am someone that likes a little bit of luxury. I am someone who enjoys looking beautiful, grooming myself, buying nice things. And, um, you know, originally when I entered the wellness space, I felt a lot of shame and judgment for that. And I just loved having this conversation with Amber because we talk a little bit about that, but we also talk about how to make those things that you potentially feel shame or judgment for into a superpower and into a part of your expression. And I think you guys are going to love this conversation. We did, what was it? There were two questions that she asked. I'm actually not even going to share those questions because you're just going to have to listen to the episode, but there were two questions that she asked to really help you, especially for those of you that have a business or a brand to just get so clear on your identity. And I was so excited because after she shared those questions with me, I went and did them on my own. And, um, it was just so much fun. It helped me feel even more, um, give myself even more permission to express like what I feel like I've been kind of transitioning through and pivoting into. Um, and it started with this conversation. So if you are in a sacred pivot or a transition right now, or feeling like there's a part of you that really wants to be expressed, but there's fear there, this conversation is for you. 
All of the details to follow along with Amber are in the show notes. And as you know, my course, my group program, my live group program, Launch Queen, is currently open for enrollment. So get your booties inside. It's a six-week program all live calls, walking you through the divine feminine approach to launching, to receiving, to magnetizing, to creating offers that change people's lives. And you know what? We're doing it so differently inside. This is not about forcing yourself to do things that you don't want to do or shitting all over yourself or overanalyzing, but really just allowing this to be your most effortless and most abundant launch yet. So whether you are in a launch, about to launch, or thinking about launching, this program will support you massively in taking a different approach to the process of launching and really falling in love with the launch process again. So link is in the show notes to sign up. If you guys have any questions, send me a DM. Otherwise, enjoy this conversation with Amber Lee Lyons of Chakra Girl Co. Hello, everyone. I am so excited for this conversation today with Amber Lee Lyons. You might know her as Chakra Girl, but she is so, so much more than that. And I cannot wait to just share with you her multidimensionality. I think that's a word, maybe, perhaps. Yeah, I think so. As we move into the 5D, I think there will be more and more words adding to this vocabulary. (laughs) Um, So Amber, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to finally connect with you. It has been a while and I usually save like just a little bit of fangirling for when I hit record versus like when we're just talking um, together, like as two human beings. Um, But I started my podcast three years ago and you were one of the first people that I put down as like, just like dream person that I would love to have on the podcast. And I don't know why it's taken three years for me to finally be like, I'm going to reach out to her. Okay. I'm going to get her on the podcast, but here we are. And Mm -hmm. yes, I'm so happy that we get to connect. Too. You just made my day. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Um, so that actually, I feel like, okay, well, I want to hear your story first, just for anyone that doesn't know you and who hasn't been introduced to your work yet. Would love to just hear a little bit about how you created Chakra Girl and like the journey from you deciding to create and operate your own business to where you're at now. Um, and then I want to jump into a really juicy topic, but let's start there first. <laughs> So I started my business because I saw it as a need. Like I, it was something that I needed. And when I was going through my own spiritual journey, I was like, I couldn't find any cool spiritual people that I felt understood me. Like I would be like Googling like chakras or meditation or whatever. And like when even doing that today, like what comes up on YouTube is like not necessarily someone that I feel is going to understand me. Right. So I, um, started doing chakra work on myself because I had like so many blocks and just through doing yoga, I always say yoga is like the gateway drug to spirituality. Like through doing, yes, (laughs) through doing yoga, I realized that I had like literally like a lump in my throat all the time. And I had never sat still long enough 
to notice it. And so I would, I like asked my teacher about it and she was like block throat chakra. And I went and just started deep diving like crystals and chakras. And I was able to heal my own chakra block of my throat within two weeks. And not only did I heal that energy block, but the throat chakra is also where like your potential and your purpose live. So I started having all these, you know, desires to like share chakra work with the world. And my background is in fashion. And so I always thought I was going to be in that industry and I was working in that industry. And all of a sudden I had this like deeper purpose, like this thing that I had to share. And, and I, it didn't happen overnight. Like it took three years of me doing like, you know, it was very stop and go. And as I was like going through that process, I was doing my own inner work and, you know, really going the slow route for sure. And my first business actually was a crystal and gemstone jewelry line to balance your chakras. And it was like super cute. Like we would, we had like a hangover bracelet and like, (laughs) like he broke up with me bracelet and stuff like that. So it was like, it was, it was introducing this healing modality in a way that was relatable to young millennial, like early twenties women. And I, as soon as I launched the business, like we didn't sell that much jewelry, but so many people were messaging me being like, what chakras did you overcome to build a business? And I kind of just like, you know, sat there and thought about it. And I, I feel like I just like downloaded this whole like realization that would turn into like a program. Cause I was like, well, you know, I had to, um, you know, work on the foundation of my, I was like, okay, what were the steps I took? And I kind of like mapped out what the steps were. And then I was like, holy shit. Like that's like the same order of the chakras. Like when I built the foundation of my Mm. business, my root chakra, when I built my brand and he did my sacral chakra, when I started putting everything together and really doing, you know, the work, like the website and all that stuff I needed, um, you know, my solar plexus. And it was like all in the sequence. And I was like, oh crap, like that's crazy. And so I was like, this is what I need to be teaching people. Cause I always say like, we, when someone's like, I want to start a business, but I don't know what to do. I always say, what is the biggest change that you have experienced in your life or the biggest transformation that you've experienced in your life that you wish everyone knew about, like that you wish you could teach the entire world, how you got over this dark time or how you um, learned about this thing that completely changed your life. And I always say, that's what you're meant to teach. And for me, yeah, like healing my chakras was a big part of it. But when I actually got over my own bullshit and launched my business, that was a huge transformation for me, like stepping into my purpose and actually like being, you know, being my own boss. And cause I never thought I could do that. Like I never yeah. thought that I was capable of that. I didn't go to school. Like I didn't, I, well, I went to fashion school. I didn't go to business school. I didn't, um, you know, have an ex, like I went to public school. Like I didn't have like what I thought was like a good enough education and it's not, but it's not about that. It's about like, I went to the school of hard knocks, you know, <laughs> like totally. lessons, right. So, so yeah, that was, so I, I realized very quickly into the jewelry business that the path that I was meant to take people on was, uh, the chakra healing as it relates to building a business. But from there I've done so much, you know, the growth doesn't stop the transformation doesn't stop. So I've learned so many other modalities and different things that 
I wanted to share with the world. So not only do I help with the business stuff, but there's a lot of more just like spiritual stuff, chakra stuff, goddess stuff that I teach on now as well. But the the foundation will always be stepping into purpose. Mm, I love that so much. And you know, it's so interesting because I feel like for me, in my path as well, like, as you said, like, oh, it's like building a business and like launching your business is like the same, the same steps that you would use to like heal your chakras. And as you're saying that, I was like, oh, it is so true. And I feel like where I may have gotten caught up is that I skipped around a little bit, you know, like it was like, I had the big vision. I had the heart. I tried to use my, use my voice and and share, share, share what I wanted to share, but like, I hadn't done the work of like feeling grounded and, and safe and secure and like really worked on my root and then my sacral and then my solar plexus. And so it was very all over the place and it eventually came together, but I'm like, Oh wow. It could have been so much easier. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's why it's like, it's about like being at the end of the day, as you're building a business, I feel like building a business is a vehicle for transformation. Like 100%. Like so many people are like, when I get my, my shit figured out, then I'm going to launch a business. I'm like, no, honey, you go launch that business. Now you're going to have to figure your shit out. It's going to happen real quick. (laughs) Yes. 100%. So so that's why it's like, like the, a lot of the way that I teach is like proactively knowing this self-sabotage is going to come up when you do your first Instagram story, this self-sabotage is going to come up when you do this. Like, and so we can like proactively do like whatever energy work or shadow work needs to happen before taking that step. And not to say that it's seamless, like you're going to still go through like a lot of dark times when you're like building a business. Cause that's that's what growth is, honey. Like when you're out of that comfort zone is that's where you're growing, but that's where it feels the ickiest. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know. And I like, it's so interesting because I work with a lot of women that are just starting their businesses and I remind them, I'm like, we don't have to like expect the shadow or expect the, like the imposter syndrome or the doubt from this place of like, uh oh, like it has to be here. No, but we do want to expect it from a place of it likely will come up at some point. And I'm ready. I'm ready. I know how to handle it in those moments. I have the tools necessary to handle it in those moments. Yeah. And I think it's all about awareness because with any um, like energetic pattern or tendency or sabotage that we have or that we carry on to or that we keep repeating, uh, the way that we, you know, that you can, that you stop doing it is by being aware of it. And the more you're aware of it, the more you can have those split second decisions to manage your reaction in a different way. So just having it brought to your attention is not necessarily you being like, I claim this. Now I need to sit in this knowingness that I have this self-sabotage and I need to manifest that it's going to be this big mess. It's like, no, but I'm going to like bring light, shine light on the awareness of tendencies that I've had in the past for the purpose of now when it comes up, I know that it's not something I need to um, entertain. Mm, Yeah. Entertain. Yeah. That's such a great point. And I have to say that like, just you coming into the spiritual space from this, really from this like energy of 
being accessible to like the modern millennial is so refreshing because I think so many of us can, you know, for me, I remember being 15 years old and being like, I need a pair of red bottoms. I need Louboutins in my life right now. And, um, you know, going into the yoga and wellness space, it was like, no, like you're not supposed to want any material things. And like you said, like going on YouTube, it's like, oh, I don't re- really resonate with any of these people. And I feel now guilty or bad, or like, I feel shameful for wanting the things that I want. And so there's this really interesting, I think, um, like excavation happening in so many ways where we're Mm -hmm. learning that spirituality is not just like one, like, it's not just from this like Buddhist perspective of like nothingness and not needing anything, but we can actually like and it works a lot better if we actually like allow ourselves to fully be and incorporate these practices in. Totally. And one thing that I always think about on this topic is like goddesses, like ancient goddesses that adorned these like beautiful jewels and beautiful clothes. And like that it's like, so there's two different kinds of, I'll say like there's two different kinds of material desire. So there's like material desire that seeks validation And it's like, when I buy these shoes, then I'll be cool. When Mm -hmm. I buy this, when I look like this, then I'll be lovable. But then there's another side that's like, these are the energies that I want to embody. And by I already embody these energies and these specific, you know, material things help me amplify that energy because that's the energy that I've assigned to this thing. So if I've assigned um, this like beautiful goddess energy to a Chanel bag. And when I look at a Chanel bag, it makes me just feel like, Oh, like that is like, just like this, like juicy feminine, like beautiful energy that like makes me feel that way. You know, that's what it's for. It's not like, are people going to think I'm cooler that I have this? Like, are people going to think I'm rich? Like that's not the energy, right? So, and it's, it's okay to have a little bit of that other piece because if you if again you can use that as a clue or a code to be like okay what's my insecurity if I know that I want a Chanel bag because I want people to think that I have money maybe that so what do I need to work on that okay so I think that money validates me where does that come from and then you can do the inner work around that and then that doesn't mean that you have to decide you don't want the Chanel bag it just means that you repair your relationship with your emotional or energetic attachment to that item. Mm, That is so powerful. Do you feel like in your journey from like the fashion industry into like wellness space, I'm doing wellness with air quotes for everyone listening. um, There were aspects of the healing that needed to take place for you with the external validation. Cause for me, like I came from going into the fashion space as well, or wanting to go into the fashion space. And I know that so much of that came back to that external validation that you were just speaking of. So I'm sure that there have been, maybe still are hints of it. Who knows? I've done a lot of inner work. I'm, I assume it's all gone now. Um, for me, fashion has always been art to me. Mm. And I like always wanted to create. And to me, creating doesn't necessarily mean sitting at a sewing machine or like, you know, sitting with a sketch pad and like creating something. But for me, like creating an outfit, putting an outfit together, like that is to me, there's art to that. And it just, it, for me, like my outfits are for me and no one else. And I've Mm. always felt that way. And I've always like, like, I've always known that like 
in, like I grew up in a suburb, right? So like what I was wearing was not what everyone else was wearing, you know? So it was like, I always like knew like, okay, if I step out in this outfit, I'm actually going to be made fun of. Like, I'm like, people are going to be like, why are you wear, like, why are you so overdressed or why? Are you? So for me, it, it was not um, fully about that. It was, it was always like an art or art form for me or like an expression for me. Um, and that's the thing too, like a self-expression for yourself. Like we are, like we embody how we look, like we, we are like, it's an amplifier of our energy. Right. Yeah. So I've always had that feeling, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there were times. Yeah. So I can even say like, um, when I first started my business and I didn't have a designer bag, like I remember thinking like, this is, I'm going to get this. And this is what I'm going to post when I buy it. And like, I'm going to like, and it was always about like, it was always about posting it. And then I was like, and now I'm like, I don't need to, like, I'm never going to buy something in being excited to post it. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just not what I'm going to do. Like, and it's it's like once I feel like that was a big shift and it wasn't necessarily something that happened intentionally. Um, but it was, yeah, that, that was, I think a big shift. And that's something that I think people can like, that's kind of like a tool that people can walk away with. Okay. Am I using this for validation or am I using this? Cause I love it. And it's like, do you feel a strong desire to post it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or like show it off. Like there's a good indicator. And again, it's not wrong, but it can be something that it can be a tool that allows you to see where there might be a little bit of shadow work to do. Yeah. I love that you really are like an enunciating on the, it not being wrong part, you know, yeah. like you can yeah. still post it, you can still buy it, you can still do it. It's not wrong, yeah. but also like, let it be a tool. Totally. And it's like, you know, it's like, it's kind of like comparing, comparing, um, shadows is like the same as comparing traumas. Like you just don't do it. So if someone has a shadow that outside validation with material things is their shadow and you have like a mommy issue shadow or like something else, it's like, who are you to say anything to them? Like everyone is on their own fucking journey. Maybe one day I won't want designer stuff. Maybe one day that person who wants it for validation won't want it for validation, will want it for other reasons everyone's at different places in their journey. So like, how can anyone say, well, I'm more spiritual than you because I don't want that. Like the people that are doing that are the people that think they can never afford it and have like, and not everyone, sorry, blanket statement. That's not fair. The people, there are many people. And I actually used to be one of them when I thought I would never be able to afford like a designer bag. I was like, ew, Louis Vuitton is so ugly. Like she wants a brown purse. Like, ew, that's like the ugliest print ever. She's basic. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) So, so, but it was because I never thought I could have one. Totally. Yeah. Uh, So it's like, I think people need to check themselves there too. And like, if it makes you feel uncomfortable to like, look at that, it's probably an indication that you have like, you have like rich, you want to like shame rich people or not rich people or people who have, you know, what you want because you think you could never have it. Um, you know, going back to when you were growing up and like, you were like, okay, I know that this outfit, like I'm probably going to get made fun of for wearing this outfit. This is my expression. And I think especially in the world of social media right now, where it's so easy for people to tear you apart, it's a lot easier for us to just choose to like go with the status quo and blend in and put on masks and, um, identities that don't, that aren't actually our expression. And so I'm curious, like, 
especially when you're working with the people inside of your programs and your clients, like how, how do you suggest getting out of that? So you really are able to like own your own expression. Yeah. So with my clients, we have like a whole section on like your it factor, which is essentially like your authentic self. And this is in like the solar plexus modules. Um, and we talk about personal style and we talk about like how, um, how you want to feel and like how the way that you, um, present yourself is a ritual. Like the way that you put yourself together, it's not even present yourself because it's not for anyone else, but the way that you put yourself together is an extension of that energy that you want to embody or that you do embody. So we, and whether it's like your clothes or your brand colors or, you know, and I feel like that's a big one too. So many people are like, well, you know, everyone's brand is pink. So I should do this, you know, everyone's doing this, so I should do this. And like, no offense, like pink's great. If you love pink, do pink, but I don't love pink. And I found like even myself. And I I love that as you were like asking the question, I was picturing my first photo shoot and what I wore. Exactly that. Like I, I did too try to blend in and look like a coach, like, yeah. you know? Um, and it's, it's so easy to like sponge up the way other people talk, the way other people dress, the way other people are selling, running their businesses, their brand. Like it's very easy to sponge that up. So if you aren't grounded in your self and your vision for your brand, your business, how you do things, um, then you're, you are going to like get sucked in all these different directions, but you really need to like stay in your, in your own lane with that. You know, one of the other tools that we do is, um, that I always find there's two things that I want to share actually. So one of them is like, we actually, um, have our clients reach out to their best friends and tell, ask their friend, if you were to do like an over the top impression of me to like poke a little fun at me and how I talk and what I do, (laughs) like, what are the words that I always say? What are the things, like, what are the like, you know, phrases I do? What are the hand gestures that I do? Like, what do I do? Cause like, it's hard to like for ourselves to notice sometimes. Yeah. So that's one of the things that we oh have. Oh my gosh. Do. I'm going to do that maybe I, in the next like couple of weeks. I'm like, okay, got to get my ego ready. <laughs> I know for me, mine is like, oh my God, I love that. <laughs> I'm like that is my thing hundred percent. Um, so, so yeah, the other thing that I always say, which is also a shadow integration thing is because everyone's afraid to put themselves out there at first, right? Mm-hmm. They're afraid of what their friends will think, family will think, public will think, whatever. If you look at what, what do you think they're going to think about you? That comes down to either something that someone has told you about yourself or something that you think about yourself. Because if you didn't think it, why would you care? If someone said, I always say like a stupid example, but if someone said to me, like, you have the ugliest blue eyes I've ever seen, I'd be like, that doesn't hurt my feelings. I have brown eyes. You know what yeah. I mean? wouldn't bother me. But if I, if I, if it was something that I believed was true, if someone said, um, you know, whatever, your voice is annoying. Yeah. My voice can be a little bit annoying sometimes. So if someone said that to me, it would like affect me more. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So what we tell people is like, okay, what are you afraid people will think and how can you make that part of your brand? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was, you're too loud. 
you swear you're not spiritual because you swear you're not spiritual because you have material things. Um, you, uh, you make small mistakes. Like you don't have very good attention to detail. You're, you have spelling mistakes. You have this, you have that. And so now those are part of my brand. You don't have to be perfect to have a business. You can have, you know, spiritual things and designer things. You can, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, fully embody and love and integrate those parts of yourself then it's not going to be scary if someone else said them, but you also won't attract people that say shit about it because you're sitting in fear and like, like people can smell your fear, you know? It's it's like, so true. Right. So, and like, I always say this and like, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like I say it so much that I might like jinx myself. I'm knocking on my head, but like, I don't really get haters. Like I don't, other than like, I do a little bit like in my podcast comments. Cause like you can't, like, there's no like face to face. It's very easy to hide behind a keyboard on like iTunes. Um, I don't get any negative comments ever, like yeah. maybe one a year, like, and like probably not even one a year to be honest. And, um, I think it's because I'm not fucking trying to be perfect. Yeah. And it's like, I own the things about me that are not everyone's cup of tea, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you can, and it's same thing, like in school, like bullies, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, it's like, if you, it's, it's like, if you are confident, you won't get picked on, you know? Yeah, so it's totally, it's, it's, you can integrate those parts of yourself that you don't like about yourself, or you're afraid other people are going to see in you. Why don't you just love those and showcase them and, and highlight them? Yes. I love that so much. And those, ex- thank you so much for sharing those exercises. Like I'm going to sit down and do that for myself. Yeah. Like that's very, very helpful. Um, and it's so true. You know, I remember last summer as I was starting to like come alive into like how I wanted to show up and how I wanted to express myself. Like I'm a Scorpio. I'm fucking sexy. I love, like, I also have Leo in my chart as well. So I'm like loud and deep and sensual. Like yes. <laughs> um, and I wanted, I just wanted to share more. I wanted to share more sensuality and more femininity that I had like repressed for so long. And I had those fears of like, oh, well, what are people going to think of me? Like if I am wearing like a bodysuit and talking about business or like if I start showing more of my body, which I'm very, very fucking proud of, um, are like people going to comment on like, why is she showing her ass or why is she wearing a bikini? And so all of these things started coming up that had never come up before. Mind you, I've been posting in bikinis and like all of these different like outfits and whatnot for years. Um, but once I started having those fears, that's when I started receiving those comments, but it was a Mm -hmm. gift again, because then it allowed me to really like, look at the, the fears that I had and the wounds that were coming up, um, and heal that shit versus just like continue to like have this spinning thought in my head of like, oh, I I shouldn't be showing up like this, or I need to be more like, um, compartmentalized and share myself only from this place, which is just such a disservice to myself and also a disservice to my clients as well, too. Totally. And now you can make that part of your message about embracing your sexuality and your femininity. And then you're probably going to attract a ton more clients because if people are following you, they're women that are inspired by the way you're showing up and they probably want to hear that from you. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So but I was also going to say that I've not stopped thinking about your bodysuit and an ad came up that like, and so I actually was going to message you because like an ad came up for like an identical one. And I was like, I wonder if this is the one. And then I was going to buy it, but I was like, I don't know. This looks like a weird little cheap site. I don't know. If That's this is so it. funny. So you need to send me the link. That's so funny. <laughs> I, I just, I just posted it on my Instagram stories. It, um, it sold out at the company that, oh. that I, that my husband got it from. Yeah, no, I sent I sent him a couple different links. I'm like, I want this one, this one, and this yep. one. So he chose, <laughs> he chose, I'm like, okay, well, at least it's from my like taste. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to say, actually, I was going to actually say like, while you were bringing up this topic, you know, as you were bringing up, as it relates to me, I, I was thinking like, you do a good job of, of this as well, of like being your full self and like, yeah. not like one of the things we teach our clients is like, you have brand pillars. You're not, you don't have one of my brand pillars is reality TV. Does that have anything to fucking do with my programs? No. Does that have anything to do with like what I'm selling? No, but it's a part of me and I'm fucking mm. putting it out there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I love that so, so much. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely like, I mean, like you said, it's like your first photo shoot that you did. You tried to blend in like every other coach yeah. for me. It's like, I didn't just pop out of the womb knowing how to express myself. I mean, I did. And then I forgot, you know, <laughs> totally. And it's like, maybe it's like, oh, okay. And here's the thing too, a full circle. Maybe it doesn't, maybe you don't have to hundred percent be yourself when you first start your business and you don't have to worry about yeah. that. It's like, it's like, again, you're, everyone's at different places in their journey. And maybe it's like, if I waited to feel like I fully embodied myself, then I wouldn't have started, you know, there's that saying, and it's like, if you're not embarrassed by your first website, then you started too late. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think it puts a lot of pressure on people as well too, where it's like, oh, I need to have myself fully figured out and know what my exact expression is before I can do anything, whether it be in business or life and overall. I changed my business name three times. I changed my logo three times. Like it really, what was your first business name? Okay. So, okay. So the, the jewelry uh, the jewelry business was called humble. It was called humble. Um, but like the company name was humble. And I think the Instagram even was humble brand shop. Cause like that was the only thing that was available, which is way too long. And that was not smart, whatever <laughs> it was humble brand shop. And then I, when I changed it to coaching, I changed it to humble lifestyle. And then it was the chakra girl co because chakra girl wasn't available. And then I changed, I, I, it like became available. So then it was Chakra Girl Co. But yeah. Yeah. So then I just like kept changing it. Yeah. My first Instagram was kicking Asana. Cause I was like, oh, this is I fun. Like that. <laughs> I like that. That's super cute. Yeah. It was cute. But then I had to go, like every time I'd go to a event, I would have to be like, oh, I'm Ava. My Instagram is kicking Asana. And I was like, I don't want to like hide behind a name anymore where people yeah. don't like know who I am. And I have yeah. to like introduce myself as a yeah. brand. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> so one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, and um, I think that it is a really important conversation that I've been having a lot lately is like the art of receiving, you know? So it's like, we want to we want to have this beautiful, luxurious life, or we want to, if you have a business, like attract all of these clients, but 
there is an art to receiving, you know, and it's very easy to get into self-sabotage or have low self-worth where you're like, I like, I can't even have this. I can't even, I can't even accept this. And so I'm curious, like what your take is on just starting to allow more, allow more to flow to you and allow yourself to like actually have the things that you desire. Yeah. I mean, oh, there's so many things. (laughs) So many things. Cause yeah, I mean, obviously there's the shadow work of like, do I feel worthy to receive? Like, do I think I, yeah. Do I think I deserve to receive? And I think that in itself is like, yeah, that, that has to happen first and foremost. When I think about like the balance of giving and receiving, like I kind of, it's like, it all has to work together. So the heart chakra, um, extends through our, our right hand and our left hand. So the, and our heart, obviously. So our right hand is like the masculine and that's the giving. And then the left hand is the receiving, which is the feminine. And then in the heart center, I like to say that's where the gratitude and the like self-love is. So all of those touch points need to be in balance in order to be able to receive. So if you can, and we can do this actually like a little exercise. So if you guys, if everyone listening, if you want to just like hold out your hands, if you're driving, don't do that. Keep both hands on the wheel. Um, so I want you to just like feel gratitude in your heart and feel love in your heart. And then on your next exhale, imagine sending that love out through your right hand. And it's like shooting out your right hand and it's kind of circling around and just touching the world. And then you're receiving love back through the left hand. So you've sent them love. They're boomeranging it back right through you to the left hand. And then you can feel the gratitude for that love. And then that gratitude's getting even stronger because you've touched more people. And then you send it out again with your exhale on the right hand. And you can give more because you, you're filled up with love and gratitude. And then it goes out into the world and touches even more people. And then you breathe in through the left hand and you're receiving even more. So it's, so, so that's kind of the circle. I call it the circle of love. Like it's just like continuously flowing. Um, so you guys can open it, but you can do that anytime. And like, that is a, an energetic practice that will amplify your ability to receive like our chakras, our chakras are transmitters and receptors. So we're always transmitting a frequency and receiving the same, the same vibration frequency back. So if you're and like, are a lot of your listeners like business have a business half and half, I would say probably more have businesses. Yeah. Okay. So, um, whether it's a business or whether you just have desire to like help people in any which way, you know, we're in control of how much we receive also by how we give. That being said, if you're giving, giving, giving and getting nothing in return, that means you're not giving enough to yourself. Mm-hmm. People treat us the way we treat ourselves. And this is a, for anyone that has like a partner, um, I like the ways that I, I always think like, how do I want him to make me feel? And I will write a list of five different ways. And then I'll intentionally treat myself that way every single day. 
So if I want to feel spoiled, honored, you know, respected, you know, what are the things that I do? And then you will be shook at how quickly their actions reflect that energy. Mm. So same thing with like giving and receiving. Like if you're sharing so much value and giving so much value in your life, you're going to, and then you're also giving yourself the energy that you want to receive back you know, you're giving yourself that respect for your time, you know, that respect of your energy, then you're going to receive, you're going to be able to receive more. So there's, you know, again, there's so many touch points to it, but there's, you know, the gratitude, there's the giving, there's the boundaries around the giving. And then there's the, like making sure that I'm giving to myself. Yeah. That's when we can open up to receive. Yeah. I love that. And the giving to yourself is a big piece that I was missing for a while. And it's a game changer too. And the gratitude too, like the gratitude for the love that you give to yourself and the gratitude for the look for everything. And like, there's like a scientific study of uh, on love and it was like the same like brain receptors, whatever. I'm not a scientist, um, go off when someone gives love as the same receptors when they receive love. Mm -hmm. So it feels just as fucking good to give love as it does to receive love. Yeah. So we're in complete control of that. So if you know that you're not getting enough love, money, whatever, then you have to just, you start giving more. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Such a beautiful place for us to close this conversation. Amber, I have had so much fun talking with you and I could talk to you for hours, but for those that want to dive deeper into your work, I know you have your podcast, your Instagram, obviously you have your courses and programs. So how can people find you? Yeah. I mean, Instagram's definitely the best way. So you can find me at chakra girl co that is still my business name. <laughs> the fourth one's a charm. Um, <laughs> and yeah, website is chakragirlco.com. And yeah, shoot me a DM. I'm up to chat. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Alchemized Life. I had so much fun during this conversation, and if you did too, it would mean the world to me if you could take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you know this, but every single review helps to get these episodes out to even more people and... If you are in alignment with me, wanting to change the world and make a massive impact through spirituality, wellness, mindfulness, and all of the yummy things that we talk about on The Alchemized Life, your review helps. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week.